Hey everyone, I'm Pastor Nick Tarter. I want to thank you for listening to the New Covenant Fellowship Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Bethany, Oklahoma, learning what it looks like to be in Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did, so that our world can be saturated with the good news and the good works of Jesus. We invite you to join us on this journey, and we hope that this content will help you to grow to be the person God created you to be. John chapter 21 Verse 4, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. This is the third week, probably. It is said in John 21, the third appearance of Jesus to his disciples. This is the third Sunday after his resurrection, so it's appropriate to look at John 21. And it's easy to understand they did not realize that it was Jesus. How many times has Jesus called to us and we didn't realize Jesus was speaking to us? How many times did we not recognize his voice or respond? And he said to them, have you caught any fish, friends? He called them friends. Throw your net on the right side and find some, because they answered him, no, we fished all night, we haven't caught a thing. Throw your net on the right side and you'll find some. And when they did, they caught so many in the net, they were afraid it was going to break. And then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. Because <laughs> only Jesus could fill their net with fish when they put it on the wrong side, put it on the right side after they had fished all night on the on the the best side for fishing. It's the Lord. So, of course, Peter jumps in the water and he he swims. He he couldn't wait for the boat to get there. And when he got there, Jesus had a fire burning. He already had some fish and some bread. He was cooking. He said, come on, have some breakfast. Have some fish. Bring some of the ones that you just caught, too. So Simon Peter went back to the boat and, and helped drag the net ashore, 153 large fish, but the net wasn't broken. Isn't that amazing how God can help us to be so fruitful and so beyond our ability to imagine or our ability to succeed and without damaging or causing harm? Whereas I know with my own effort, so often I've caused harm or injury or broken something, trying so hard in my own strength. So there they are sitting at breakfast. Now, nobody, nobody dared ask him, who are you? Because they, now they knew it was the Lord. And again, it says in verse 14, this was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Now, when they finished eating, now that means... There was a pause, because unless you're going to talk with your mouth full, you know, and and they weren't going to, I'm sure they had a lot of things they'd like to talk about or ask Jesus, but they, we don't have any of that recorded. All we have recorded is that when they were done, Jesus said to Simon, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? more than these. Three times. Do you love me? Do you agape love me? Do you, do you agape love me? Love me with a, with a God-empowered and infused love. Do you love me as a friend, as, a, as one close to you, as a companion? And Peter struggled with this 
process of restoration because he had denied the Lord three times. Now, again, in this season of Easter, this third week of Easter, we're still in the overflow and afterglow of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his appearance to these disciples who were sheltered in place, can we say? And again, remember that, that they were afraid and alone and um, they didn't know what to do. They were unsure about the future. They were hearing all kinds of reports. Can you imagine if they were able to turn on the evening news? It's been reported today that some people said they saw Jesus. Can you imagine what some of the reports might have been after he rose from the dead and there were saints who had, dis who had died many, many years ago were actually seen walking around in Jerusalem. Today it was reported. And then who knows, you'd have the factions reporting this and competing with one another, grandstanding for perhaps influence and promotion of their agendas at the expense of the people who needed to know what they should do in order to be saved and to believe. Gee, it sounds kind of like today, doesn't it? So, on that first day, he appeared to the two friends who were confused and discouraged, but they were discussing things together that had happened. And as Jesus walked with them, their hearts burned because he was, he was opening the scriptures to them and they urged him to stay. It's interesting that we are in this time period where we are urged to stay. <laughs> and we're asking Jesus to stay with us. And last week, Richard so clearly talked about the Selah pause moment, think about it, connect with and allow to seep into in order to be transformed by that which we have been singing and hearing and speaking and reading, the Selah moment. So these moments come to us in many different ways. And again, there on the shore, the one we just mentioned a minute ago in John 21, that was a Selah moment. They, they had to pause while they sat around this fire and ate with Jesus. And then Peter had to pause and, and listen and try to really hear what Jesus was actually doing with him, speaking to him, so he could make a good response and honest response. And here, these two friends urged Jesus to stay with them. And, and so he went into their house to stay with them. And then they took that almost three-hour walk quickly back to Jerusalem to tell them, Jesus, Jesus appeared to us. And, and perhaps immediately after that, Jesus appeared to them in the upper room where they were staying. What I'm trying to say is that we're very different from the disciples in many ways, but in some ways there are some very similar patterns to what's going on right now. And we can follow their example, not of being afraid, confused, wondering what to do and hiding, but of calling on the Lord, urging him to stay with us, letting him open our minds to understand the scripture and let faith arise in us to make a good response, be restored where we have failed, repent where we have sinned, and walk with him into the new things that he's saying because things are definitely changing around us and he is changing things in us if we will take advantage of this silah opportunity to be quiet, to be still, to pause to think and to make a good response. So suddenly Jesus 
was standing among them, peace be with you, receive the Holy Spirit. These appearances of Jesus, when they were, were quiet and listening, are instructive to us at this time. They didn't know how long this would last, but they did know from the Jewish pattern that there was 50 days from Passover to Pentecost. And so they did know that something was coming. Jesus was preparing them for it. He was saying, wait, wait until you have been clothed with power, until you've received power. And we'll talk about that more, I'm sure, in the weeks to come because we're getting close to Pentecost. The disciples were in a period of waiting. What are you waiting for? And how are you waiting on God? And how are you waiting together with others in prayer? Are you urging Jesus to stay with you or urging your heart to stay in a period of pause and responsiveness to the Holy Spirit so that when he will come, because he is going to come, and when things reopen, that there will be such an opening of hearts and minds and such a hunger response that the Holy Holy Spirit will fall upon us with tongues of fire like in that day and we will respond and we'll be able to proclaim and answer with a new anointing and freshness and understanding because we've spent time with him. We've waited in his presence and he's opened our minds to understand what the scriptures were preparing for. God, help us to understand what he's preparing us for and how to respond in this moment. Let me digress just for a minute. You know that when people are communicating or trying to communicate, it takes both parties. And sometimes, between my wife and I, we have a miscommunication. Now, that probably never happens to you. The other day, I was headed out the door, and I sang towards her, do you love me? <laughs> and uh, I was thinking, of course, of Tevi and the Fiddler on the Roof, and she ignored me at first. So I said, <laughs> do you love me? And you remember that scene from the Fiddler on the Roof? Because Tevia stops, and he, he wants to know. And he, 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 so he begins to, to sing to <clears throat> excuse me, his wife, uh, do you love me? I've got it here, and I, I, I just want to refer to it because <laughs> it takes a pause to make a response, an appropriate response to, to a question, do you love me? Remember, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? He didn't sing it. He just asked it. So, so Tevye says to Golda, do you love me? Do I what? Do you love me? I'm not going to try to sing it, and I'll try to refrain from sounding Jewish in my accent. <laughs> if I slip into that, please forgive me. Uh, do, I, do, do I love you? With our daughters getting married and this trouble in the town, you're upset. You want out. Go inside. Go lie down. Maybe it's indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> Devia says, Golda, I'm asking you a question. Do you love me? You're a fool, I know, but do you love me? Do I love you? For 25 years, I've washed your clothes, cooked your meals, cleaned your house, given you children, and milked the cow. After 25 years, you talk about love right now? 
The first time I met you, Teva answers, was, was on our wedding day. I was scared because, you know, there were arranged marriages in that day. Golda says, I was shy. Tevi answers, I was nervous. She says, so was I. But my father and, and, and my mother, they said we'd learn to love each other. So I'm asking you now, Golda, do you love me? She says, I'm your wife. <laughs> I know, but do you love me? Do I love him? For 25 years, I've lived with him, fought with him, starved with him. For 25 years, my bed is his. If that's not love, what is? Debbie says, then you love me. I suppose I do, she says. And I suppose I love you too. It doesn't change a thing. But even so, they're singing together right now. After 25 years, it's nice to know. <laughs> what does that have to do with my message? <laughs> Jesus said to Peter, Simon, do you love me? I wonder if Jesus is saying that to any of you today or during this season of pause. Do you love me? Do you love me more than the NFL, NBA, MLB, <laughs> PGA, do you love me more than, I don't know, you name it, some things we're doing without right now. Do you love me? We have opportunity that will not, should not ever happen again in our lifetime and has literally never truly happened like this to this magnitude in any time in history, perhaps not back since the flood. This is something our lives will always be transformed by and we will never forget. Ch our children, our parents will never forget this time. What will we learn? How are we changed? Do we love him? I, I look back at the scripture for more examples besides the resurrection appearances of when there was a pause, a waiting, a stillness. And I, I go back to the beginning of the gospel of Luke. And we see Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah... And Elizabeth practiced daily regimen and prayer and spiritual discipline. We know that because the scripture says that to us. And he was a priest and he was doing, taking his turn. And, and the angel Gabriel appeared to him and gave him the message that he and Elizabeth were going to have a son who would be the forerunner of the Messiah. And instead of pausing, that would have been a good time to take a silah. <laughs> But instead, he, he immediately burst out, how am I going to do that? Have a baby. When I'm as old as Abraham, he might have been thinking. Ah, but he wasn't really thinking, was he? Because if he had thought for a moment, here's the angel Gabriel in front of me. And let's see, you did do that for Abraham and Sarah. Well, why not for us? What I'm trying to say is there are moments when we just need to pause and be quiet and think. 
Mary, on the other hand, when the angel Gabriel appeared to her, she wondered, it says. Now, it doesn't say how long she wondered, but it involves a pause. It involves waiting. And then she said, you know, I'm not married. I haven't been with a man. How? And so the angel responded by the Holy Spirit coming upon you. And she said, well, here I am. Be it unto me according to your word. I'm your servant. I'm the handmaid of the Lord. What a difference in response. And you can see that all through the scripture. I, I, I have a whole list of them, but I won't go into that. Now look, we see their response. We see what happened in the disciples and how Peter responded in the silah, in the pause, in the interruption. How are we going to respond? Let me give two suggestions to you regarding prayer. And so let me say this before I, I, uh, I try to wrap this up with those practical comments about prayer. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 27, 7, You said to my heart, seek my face. I will hear. That's the first thing. I will hear, O Lord. I'm, I'm sorry. I will. And, and the psalmist said back to the Lord, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. This dialogue, this responsiveness. It's kind of like, do you love me? Yes, I love you. Seek my face. Yes, I'll seek your face. Well, we know that the quality of communication between people largely determines the strength of their bond in relationship. Listening and responding to others builds trust, and it grows and deepens our love. On the other hand, the lack of dialogue, the lack of time spent hearing and, and affirming one another, undermines friendship and erodes intimacy. I'm not just talking about marriage or parenting or friendship, because non-communication is actually communication. Think about it. To intentionally ignore someone is hurtful. Sometimes we don't respond right away because we're pausing, we're waiting, we're listening, we're, we're trying to avoid further hurt or injury to them or to ourselves. But to ignore someone that you claim to love or have responsibility towards is in itself irresponsible. It's insensitive at the very least. Now, Barbara and I are at an age where we don't hear as well as we used to. And so sometimes one of us will say something to the other and not get a response. <laughs> and it's usually because the other person didn't hear us. But sometimes we think, are, are they intentionally ignoring me? Are they not responding? Now, when you feel intentionally ignored, you feel devalued as a person, right? Your feelings are vulnerable to, gee, do you love me? Are you listening to me? Are you going to respond to me? Is what I'm saying to you important? Now, we apologize and we ask for a do-over. Say, okay, what I said was. Now, what if we intentionally withdraw and shut out the other person? Now, that's dangerous to any relationship. 
obviously I'm not just talking about human relationships here. I'm talking about our eternal relationship with our God, the one who died for us, the one who came, the one who sent his Holy Spirit, the one who abides with us, the one who is ever listening to us, the one who's saying, do you love me? I think he's saying it to us. And are we ignoring him? Are we listening to him? Sometimes we get hurt. We're offended. We, we want to withdraw from God. We don't want to listen to him. Now, if we have a relationship that's broken with someone, isn't it better to speak the truth in love and try to resolve the conflict, try to preserve unity in love, rather than intentionally shut out the other person? Why would we be silent and unresponsive to our God? He's the living word. He gives us his word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What word is living in us today? Do you love me? Because we can look at our actions if we're responsive. We can look at our prayer. Wow. You know, it's also hurtful if we forget to talk to somebody. I have never done this. I've never invited somebody to dinner without asking my wife. Yeah, I just lied. <laughs> I have sometimes forgotten to ask my wife if I could have, you know, if we could have somebody over or, or I've planned something. Now, you've probably never done this. Planned something and forgot to tell my wife. <laughs> Not a good idea. Now, here's the deal. If that's a pattern, what am I communicating? That person may feel unloved. They may feel that their time is not valued or, or they, their input, their opinion, their, their thoughts and feelings are not important to me. What are we saying to God? When we forget to open our Bible or pray or talk to him or praise or give thanks, what are we saying to the eternal Father who's loved us, to the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, to the one who opened his arms on the cross and shed his blood for us? When we forget to spend time with him, do you love me? This time will not come again, we pray, ever in our lives. But redeem the time. Take advantage of the moment. Be with Jesus in order to become like Jesus, in order that he will propel us into the world doing what he came to do, to break the power of evil, to set captives free. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to announce good news to the poor, the opening of the prison to the captives, to declare this is the time acceptable, the time of salvation has come. The world is waiting to hear that, see that, feel that, believe that. 
So we want to be filled with his word. We want to be filled with his spirit. We want these resurrection appearances to resound in us. And we want these, these passages from the gospels where Jesus is in that interacting with people and angels are coming and revealing things. We want to have those experiences. Would God send us angels? Would God send us words, visions, prophetic words, words of knowledge, of healing, miracles, of grace, words of faith, power, and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Let's be so filled with God that as we have the opportunity, whether it's virtually over the internet or knocking on somebody's door and laying something on their front porch, sending a note or a card, making a phone call, a text, a Facebook message, or Zooming, that the Word of God will come out of us and the Spirit of God will propel it into people's hearts and they'll be transformed by His grace. I said I was going to talk about prayer. Let me just say this. To ignore God, to neglect prayer, is detrimental to our relationship, harmful to our spiritual growth, and not loving toward others, let alone God. So let us love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, and let us show that in, in two types of prayer. One is finite prayer. Scheduled daily, regular, counted upon, faithful prayer. And if I miss my morning prayer, I can do it later in the day. Or I catch up with him later and say, oh, I'm sorry, I, I forgot, here I am. And it's not depending on how long it is. It's depending on how our heart is. Do we love him? Because you'll grow in love if you practice finite, specific times, regular prayer and meditation in God's word. And secondly, the more we do that, the more he'll interrupt us like he did with the disciples suddenly appearing or like the angel to Gabriel or to Joseph or to Mary. He'll interrupt us, he'll come, he'll give us words and our heart will be in a place to respond. Not like Zachariah who, you know, it would have been better if he had just waited for a moment and believed what the angel was saying. But the more we spend time opening our heart to God and being honest with him and vulnerable before him, then we will be better ready and prepared for those spontaneous moments. In other words, I encourage us not only to practice finite prayer, but constancy in prayer. Prayer without ceasing, rejoicing always, giving thanks in everything. So our heart is disposed toward God. So you're mowing the lawn, raking the leaves. Well, no leaves to rake right now, maybe, unless you're cleaning up from the winter. But you're, you're, you're uh, driving, doing dishes, changing the diapers, whatever you're doing. There's this undergirding, bubbling brook of, of love for God that is always ready to come out in the situation. And then when we lose it, when we sin, fail, uh, say something wrong, or are distracted in the wrong direction, words or whatever, we can come back to him rather easier and easier because our love for him is growing deeper and deeper. I pray that for you. I pray that finite prayer will become so deeply meaningful to you because you believe that he will come to you in the constancy of prayer and your life will become a prayer. Your, your heart will be more disposed, more open and responsive to him. And then we won't have quite the reactions. Now let me just say this. The news reporters don't care if you text them and say, I really believe everything you're saying. They're not waiting for us to respond to them necessarily. 
They watch their ratings, their uh, commercial time and support financially. They're accountable to their boss, but they're not interested in having a relationship with you. So maybe we should spend less time listening to them and more time listening to the creator of the universe. <laughs> maybe we should spend more time putting our hopes and trust in what God says than what the latest briefing is. Be aware and be in prayer. Trust God. Don't trust everything you might hear. Respond appropriately. And Pastor Nick is going to come and he's going to help us. He's going to give some perspective, some practical, looking forward direction for us as a congregation and, and you and your personal daily life will find it helpful, I believe. So let's pray together, will we? Now I ask you and encourage you to stretch out your hand toward God right now. And let your heart follow your hand, and let your mind follow your heart. In other words, posture yourself physically, soulishly, and spiritually toward him to know him better, to love him more, to pray more diligently, and respond more constantly to his presence. I will exalt you, Lord as we sang today, and I will resist the lies and the distractions, the discouragement, the fears, the confusion, even the laziness and dullness, the depression, the division. I come against that in the name of Jesus, and I call my heart to bless the Lord. I say to my soul, bless the Lord. And Lord, we call upon your power and your Holy Spirit to move throughout our city, our nation, the nations and the church everywhere, oh God, that this will be a turning time. This will be a returning time. This will be a time when the powers of darkness will be shaken and the lies of the enemy will fall. The serpents will be found beneath our feet in the name of Jesus. And we'll go forward in your spirit with the anointing to set people free in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Spiritual gifts, finite prayer and constancy in prayer so that love may overflow in the streets and people will be saved and hell will be spurned. Oh God, we pray. We pray, oh God, for our leaders, for our government. We pray, oh Lord, for the leaders in the church. We pray, oh God, for all those in authority. Lord, guide them. Turn their hearts. Grant them repentance by showing them and us the ability to see the severity and the mercy of God in this. Lord Jesus, sinner and saint alike, turning to you, O God, because we're all sinners, all in need of mercy, all in need of you, O God. We're all in this together. So we cry out, Lord Jesus, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. God, have mercy. 
Christ, have mercy. And in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Lord, appear to us and speak to us and help us to respond that, yes, we love you and we want to love you deeper, love you more, and share your love with others through Jesus Christ. Amen. You've been listening to the New Covenant Fellowship Sermon Podcast. If God spoke to you or if you'd like us to pray for you, you can email Pastor Nick directly at nick at newcovenantokc.org. If you'd like more information about our church, you may visit us on the web at newcovenantokc.org. We can't wait to hear from you.